I did it without an album. I'm all the ones getting still care about mixtape. If you want to know about, you know, what I was going through or what I had gone through during this particular period in my life, you know, listen to the album. It's like I'm working on an album and a mixtape at the same Welcome to the album and the mixtape, your place to celebrate the importance of sharing our experiences through hip-hop and music, therefore, storytelling through bars. I'm your host, Julie M., mathematician, chemist, lawyer, daughter, friend, sister, mentor, mentee, hip-hop storyteller, ballet dancer, and most importantly, Jesus-loving kind of gal. What's up, family? Welcome to the album and the mixtape. It's your girl, Julie M., and we're back. And we are back live. Well, it's not live. You'll get this recorded. But right now, I'm live from Explode Studios in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Gee, that's what y'all do, right? No? Yeah? Huh? Okay. Maybe not. But I'm in Brooklyn on No Strand in Fulton, back in the studio. Um... In last week's episode, we spent a lot of time talking about Dreamville, that collaboration, sacrifices. This week, I want to talk a little bit about the queen, or a lot of bit, about the queen of Dreamville, Ari Lennox. Ari is an amazing, amazing lyricist. She has a beautiful vocalist, and she is one of these people who is a big fan of Minnie Riperton, and you can't go wrong with Minnie. She is the first lady of Dreamville, and y'all, when I tell you, I didn't get onto Ari Lennox until the Dreamville collaboration, Revenge of the Dreamers, came out at the top of the year. And I was actually kind of embarrassed that I didn't know about her. She's from D.C. I spent a ton of time in D.C. when I worked in government. And she, you know, <laughs> I don't even know how Ari Lennox was discovered by J. Cole. Y'all should Google it. She has hella stories. She's like, I was, what was her first story? Her first story was like, I was singing in Oslo and people were booing me so then I started tap dancing and people started cheering because you can't sing and not tap dance and J. Cole was like her her right there and when she told the story y'all I thought she was telling the truth but she was not and then and but the funny thing is I didn't even know at that moment until they were like no what's the real story Ari Lennox she said okay so I was working at a strip club in Alaska. My name was Eskimo Pie. J. Cole walked in and he was like, her right there on the pole? I bet she can sing. You, sing. And then she sang and she blew. And that's how J. Cole found her. So those are the two stories. I know if anyone knows Ari Lennox, Ari, if you're listening, can you like tell us what Like, I'd like to know? But either way, we're glad that you're a part of the collaboration. I'm just really grateful that your voice is being heard through the masses, sis. So Ari has this beautiful compilation called Shea Butter Baby. And I mean, this LP is just everything beautiful family. I mean, she is exploring and exemplifying all the stages of being a young black girl to adolescence to on your own to an older woman it's just it's beautiful and for her to be such a beautiful young woman exploring all of these stages to me I thought was absolutely amazing last week I was in in Jamaica, in Montego Bay, speaking at a beautiful conference called Tech Beach. Shout out to Kyle and Kirk, the amazing founders, Wang Guan, Kyle and Kirk. Absolutely amazing brothers. And I had an opportunity to share at that conference. 
So in complete vulnerability, because I didn't think I'd share this far and wide. I shared this with my friends and then I shared this with my travel buddies. Um, I shared it with Ron and I shared it with Dion. But now I'm going to share it here. When I was at the conference, I was preparing for my keynote speech. And as I was preparing, there was something that happened in my album life at work, something that threw me off to the point where I couldn't finish my speech. I got a little emotional about it and and I just felt some sort of way internally and it just messed up my whole psyche and it messed up my whole mood. The next but I felt better the next day. I talked to my mom and you know, my mom always says, Shoulders up, chin chin up, shoulders back head up you know she says all these things to me to get me going and the next day I'm listening to Ari's album and I hear Static Static is the very last song on the album and I always like to pay attention to the first and the last songs on albums and when we talked about the Dreamville Revenge of the Dreamers Under the Sun was the very first song which we've talked about on the show And last week, we just talked about the very last song, Sacrifices. So Ari's last song on this album is called Static. And it starts off saying, you're in control of, don't let the static drown you. And when I heard that in that moment with what I was experiencing, I got so emotional. Tears began to flow from my eyes and I felt like, ah, you're in control. You got this. You're in control. You got this. And I felt super affirmed. And I was so moved and so touched by this that I like changed my Instagram profile, y'all. You know, that's a big deal when music makes you change your Instagram profile. But I was so moved by this. And I said, I want to record immediately and share this with my friends and loved ones and listeners that I may or may not know. Hit me up, write me, julietalbummixtape.com. I'd love to hear from you or at Julian Baby. I'd love to hear from you. But I wanted to talk a little bit about static. In last week's episode, I told you a little bit about how I was feeling a little under the weather during the month of November. Well, at the tail end of the trip, I ended up coming home to Houston for Thanksgiving. And while I was home, there were a ton of my friends that hit me up like, I'm coming over, you come over, you know. And these are people I love to pieces, but I didn't have any energy to meet with anybody. And not because... You know, sometimes you just want to be, like, by yourself. But it wasn't that I just wanted to be by myself. It was the fact that I didn't have any emotional capacity for anyone else outside of my mom and sister, really. I I couldn't hold space for anyone because I was barely holding space for myself. I was depleted. My reserves were gone. And... My sister, my girl, Renee, she was like, I could tell. She's like, I could tell it in your voice. You know, she knows me. She knows me. She was like, it was just different. And while I was home, I told my mom, I don't think I'm coming home for Christmas. And I come home every Christmas. But I said, this Christmas, I need to stay back in California. I need to get uh, better in tune with the infinite. I need to be incredibly introspective. I need to just spend some alone time, journal, write, run, read do a couple of crunches, you know, I need to just do some stuff for me, for myself. And my mom, you know, I thought she was going to be like, oh, what kind, you know, like, because let me tell you, Nigerian parents, boy, the way their guilt trips are set up, I just knew she was going to say something. And you know what she said? She said, it's okay, Julie, I know, I know. You have been very busy. 
you just need time for you. I worry about you. And it was like the sweetest words I could have ever heard come out of my mom's mouth. She just said, do you? You know, but my mom is like that. And then my dad was like that. So this week, I'm going to the desert, going to Palm Springs, going to Joshua Tree, um, going to unplug to just be with the land and to hear from God and be with God and be with the earth and be with the soil. And the reason I'm sharing that before we get into the bars today is because I want you to think about what you're going to do over the holiday break to unplug and be with the earth and be with the soil. You know, I think for me, the desert and the beach are the two places where I hear from God clearly. And I was just at the beach um, a week ago, week and a half ago in, in Jamaica, and now I'm heading to the desert and, and ecstatic about it. So let's go ahead and get into today's bars because I want you to get the message for today. So Ari says, you're in control, love. Don't let the static drown us. First of all, I just like that she says love because I use love as a term of endearment when I'm talking to people. But I want us to spend a little bit of time talking about static, not the adjective, but the noun static. Static is defined as crackling or hissing noises on a telephone, radio, or other telecommunication system. A second definition for static can also mean, from the North American context, angry or critical talk or behavior. The word static derives from the Greek meaning science of weight and its effects. Now, think about that for a second. I'm sorry. I almost, I wish y'all could see me because I almost did my hands like Oprah, like, ooh, science of weight and its effects. I feel like Oprah would call that an aha moment or a ooh, something, because, you know, Oprah's Oprah and I just love her. But think about that for a second. Static is crackling or hissing noises that interrupts the ability to communicate or it's angry or critical behavior or it's some sort of science that weighs things down and it causes an effect. So in this, Ari is speaking to not letting the static drown you, not letting the angry talk of others interrupt you, the crackling or hissing. You know, we know who hisses snakes. I'm just saying interrupt your communication and the things that you're trying to do in the world. The other the way that I really want to frame static in the sentence is from the context of music and noise. A dear friend of mine and big sister of mine, we were talking about this the other day and looking at the differences between music and noise. So let's define music. Music is a vocal or instrumental sound or both combined in such a way as to produce beauty or form harmony and expression of emotion. It comes from Greek. It derives from Greek and it means muse. You know, when you say, like the word music comes from muse. But the other thing is sometimes you hear in just, you know, everyday colloquialism like, oh, that was music to my ear. So it's something that's beautiful, sounds great, is harmonic, right? It's music. And then noise defined is a sound, especially one that is loud or unpleasant or that causes a disturbance of irregular fluctuations that accompany a transmitted electric signal but are not part of it and tend to obscure it. 
y'all. That definition alone is a is is a word, and the word noise derives from the Latin, and it means noise comes from the word nausea, which essentially means seasickness. So I want you, and I feel like Ari would want you, to look at the world and approach it in a way where you're constantly asking yourself about your experiences. Is it music or is it noise? Am I paying attention to the music and ignoring the noise, right? Ignoring the static, ignoring the irregularities, the irregular fluctuations that are trying to interrupt my communication or my movement or the things that I see around me. So... In these bars, Ari is essentially saying that you are the one who's actually in control of that. Many of you may be in albums, day jobs, or have family situations or relationships where you're stressed and you're dealing with negativity. First, appreciate that people are operating out of fear or fear of lack or some sort of scarcity mindset. You are not responsible for other people's energy. You're only responsible for the energy that you bring into the situation. And that is the key. You are in control, love. You're not in control of the situation. You're in control of your reaction to the situation. Just don't let that static drown you out. Let's go to the second set of jewels. Ari says, I can't get a signal. Maybe I'm too cheap or maybe I'm too broke. So she's not able to get a signal. She's having this static. And she says, maybe I'm too cheap. That's one. Or maybe she's too broke, too. This reads to me that she can't find the support or the lifeline she needs to get through to the other side because, one, she thinks she's too cheap. And this doesn't necessarily mean from a financial perspective that she doesn't have the money. It could also be from an investment perspective. Has she invested the time in a particular relationship? Has she invested time with God, the universe, Allah, Buddha, Mary, whomever she worships? Has she done the investments that she needs to do within herself to make sure that she can get through and that she can get a signal? Or maybe she's too broke. And again, this doesn't mean not having money, but maybe she's broke in the sense that she doesn't have the tools in the moment needed to navigate, right? When you have your phone, you know, you guys remember when your t- your grandma had their your grandma had her like old school TV box and she'd move the antenna from left to right or move it in a certain way. Maybe she'd wrap a, a piece of a piece of foil around it. There was a certain way that she would move that antenna, right? It was a tool that she had. You know, so Ari's maybe speaking to not having the right antenna or or maybe not growing up in the right neighborhood to have the tools to be equipped. So maybe she needs to uproot where she is to be in that specific place. So this jewel demonstrates some of the reasons why you may not be able to get through, why there may be that static. Thinking through where are the places I need to make an investment and what are the tools I need to equip myself with. Let's get into the final bars. Why noise? Why noise? Give it all to me. Why noise? Why noise? I hear you calling. Ari Lennox says, White noise, white noise. I hear you calling. White noise, white noise. Give it all to me. 
White noise is a random signal having equal intensity at different frequencies, giving it a constant power spectral density. Typically, people use white noise. They use some sort of white noise machine or device that produces a noise that is actually, in fact, calming and calms the listener. So it could be something like a rushing waterfall. It could be, you know, beach waves. It could be the wind blowing through the the trees. It's some sort of noise that's used to... um, you know, kind of counteract harsh noises and allow folks the opportunity to rest. And it's really used as a sleep aid. It's used for people to take power naps. And what's interesting here is this juxtaposition of us earlier talking about the word noise and how it's a a loud sound that obscures and is irregular fluctuations where white noise is the opposite in that it's calming. So Ari is in fact summoning noise, but she's summoning white noise. She's looking for the thing. She's like, I hear you calling. I know you're out there. Give it all to me. I'm looking for the kind of noise that's going to allow me to be calm and get rid of the static. So in fact, through through these bars and in this jewel, Ari is teaching us and showing us that in the midst of not being able to get a signal, feeling too cheap, feeling maybe you're too broke, there's an opportunity for you to seek white noise and find out what that thing is for you. Ari concludes the song by saying, you're in control, love. How good are you? I know, love. I know, love. So she's saying, how good are you? So ultimately, in the midst of the static and the noise and the experiences that you may be going through, you're still good. You know, sometimes we don't take time to just celebrate the wins and the blessings and where we've been brought to. But even in the midst of that, you're still good. Ari Lennox just absolutely did this album. She exemplified all the stages of being a young girl, right? All the way up to being an adolescence, owning your own apartment as she talk as she talks about it in her song New Apartment. She embraces the sexiness of being a grown woman, not afraid of her body and herself and Shea Butter Baby. Finally, to knowing that, you know, what life is like, you know, with static and being able to operate around it and remind us to not let it drown us out. You said so much, Ari, and girl, you sang. I mean, you sang. It was everything we are, everything we are feeling, everything we're thinking, and at times afraid to say. And Queen Ari, we see you, sis. You know, forget the, I really want to say another word, but the Soul Train Awards, the Grammys, really the Soul Train Awards, because I can understand and appreciate your perspective on them honoring you. But you know, at the end of the day, you really should have received some sort of award out of the Soul Train Awards. However, that's their loss for not recognizing you, your soul, your passion, your gift, your talent, your witty sense of humor, your IG stories and comedy and humor, and the realness and power of Shea Butter Baby. I pray if this platform, depending on what the Lord wants the album and the mixtape to be, I pray that one day this platform and others are able to create a space and a large award ceremony where we can properly honor you. Until then, family and Ari, you continue to make music, continue to be music and listen to music and make sure that you're drowning out the noise. Remember, You are in control, not of the situation, 
but of your reaction. Don't let the negative energy and the noise drown you. I know I will. Until next time. As long as it's you.